This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to talk some blues hockey. Welcome to the Blues NHL podcast, hosted by former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers and former Blues enforcer Darren Kimball. And we got a problem in front of the hog bench. Kimball pulling at Ronick. Here's Kimball swinging at Ronick wildly, and the linesman trying to get in between them. Federico stolen from Reinhardt, breaking in to Hunter. Hunter shooting, rebound. Jada Hall looking for 500. He shoots. He scores. Brad Hall, number 500. Oh, unbelievable oh, oh, save by Jake Allen. Tarasenko in the clear. He scores. And now here's your off-ice official, Jim Cromer. Hello, Blues fans. Welcome to the Monday morning edition of your Blues NHL podcast. I'm your off-ice official, Jim Cromer. Let me welcome in uh, a couple of my best buds and also McKendry Bearcat hockey coaches that uh, contribute to the show on Mondays. Coach Gary Henson and Coach Butter. What's going on, fellas? I don't know what's going on. Do yeah, you know what's going on? He looks very... I'm distraught. Uncomfortable. I'm he looks distraught. uncomfortable. This chair's got me freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> it had me freaking out last week, and now it's really freaking me out looking at you. In it. I mean, I mean, you both like my but, butter looks very comfortable. I should just sit on the floor. Butter looks very comfortable. Well, right, he's five feet above me. Well, um, feel like I just left you not too long ago watching the game last night, and um, it is the you know we can call this the post Super Bowl edition because uh, you know. Another sport down, and now it's time to focus on hockey, unless you like hoops, which I do not. So, therefore, it is pure hockey time. But that being said, not a bad football game last night. And we are, are we the only ones at work today? They say everybody calls off the day after the Super Bowl. Are we the only ones working today? I'm working, so I don't know. We are always working. I'm not going to call this work. <laughs> well, I right after I leave here, I've got a full scheduled day. It's okay. tax season. Duck season, rabbit season, <laughs> tax season. This guy's making it happen. What are you doing today? I, we got video today, man. Well, okay. We got to prepare for the well, season. <sighs> After our big overtime victory on Saturday. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you guys Huge. did have a you guys did have a have Conference a good one. Champions back to back. Oh well. To back. Re- listen to the recruiting coming out. What? It's time to recruit. Um, Duh. Well. <laughs> You know, since you guys have been on, lots has happened. I mean, we got a, got, you know, a Super Bowl champ. We've got a, an amazing um, Friday special edition of Jamie and his Jamie's pissed segment after the no call on the goaltender interference. So, I we can't do anything here till we get the coach's opinion on the goaltender interference the other night. Have you ever seen anything so unreal in your whole life? I'd have lost it. I'm not kidding. If Wes McCulley would have come over to me and, and tried said, to explain whatever it was, I'd have said, don't talk to me <laughs> at all, ever. 
And if he'd have kept talking, I'd have probably – I'm fairly certain I'd have watched that game from a monitor Butter, somewhere else. Butter would have found himself coaching his first collegiate game as head coach? Oh, no, there's been several. <laughs> hey, oh, there has. Hey, oh, hey, hey. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute, I was unaware. <laughs> hey. In the uh, first couple of years, we hey. were not all that um, <laughs> yeah. professional. Come on. <laughs> I was professional in my – getting tossed like that was so really you so what you're saying I, my, is what i'm saying is that was in that i don't know how that's now how do you <laughs> i listen I, I can't even wrap my head around it i've said very few things i've contributed very little to the show over time when it comes to the actual uh you know technical parts of the game but i think the, the you know the one thing i can add and i did and i'll say it again if you were going to shoot a video of that incident, <laughs> you would put it in the rule book as a textbook example of goaltender interference. Absolutely. It fit every bill. And I, yet they uh, didn't call it. And I even said, and, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, the, the, the referee should be fired for his explanation. It's one thing to screw it up, and it's even worse to look at it on review and think what he thought. To say what he said <laughs> deserves... Your ass fired. I, I was watching the game where there was no sound, so uh, I don't. <laughs> well, you didn't really hear what he said till after. <laughs> All right, till they, till the players and and the coach said this was his explanation. And so my point is, it's one thing to screw it up; it's another thing to but, say we decided we didn't think he could have saved it anyway. So it's like I've said. So that's what we're doing now. So therefore. The next time he sla- somebody slashes somebody, the coach is supposed to say, well, he had nothing to do, so it's not a penalty, right? No, but <laughs> I don't understand the uh, like the projections. You know what I mean? Like projecting well, your the, the skill of any goaltender to I, make a save or not I, make a save. Like, how do you do that? What we is, don't even have – listen. Listen, I, that – his whole explanation was conjecture. It's not even that. because No, here, it is that. Well, yes, but my point on it, where I'm going with this is, if I'm the coach, I look right at him and go, wait a minute. Okay, even if I believe you, even if I believe you, and he couldn't have come back, how do you think he got into that position, dumbass? Yeah. Right. He wouldn't have been three, <laughs> right. feet, two, three feet away if he hadn't been fucking Malachi crunched, as Jamie said it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Happy Days reference, the Malachi Crunch. Uh, and he's a good official. Like, Wes McCauley's I, got a great reputation I, that's until true. that day. Well, like, that, uh, listen, no? uh, Jim I, Joyce, I oh, think, yeah. What, yeah. What had a great reputation until he <laughs> blew a guy's perfect game. And yeah, Don but, Dankinger was a tremendous umpire by all aspects. I mean, ask anybody. Though, tremendous the, umpire. Okay, but the difference is, there was no projection of what could have happened in those scenarios. Well, you know what I'm saying? Sure. He didn't say, oh, I thought he would well, have gotten there by uh, some and not, imaginary and, skill. He and a replay. He has and there. a replay. Yes. I mean, t- t- let's be clear. Like, those guys had to do it without Let's replay. be clear. Replay. We, we're not even real sure who Don Dankinger is today in St. Louis if there's replay. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Right. I, we're not even really sure. Same thing with Joyce. I, if there's replay, we're not even talking about who those guys are. This clown, they both had th- replay. I know, but they and they both said, "Hey, we messed up." After they saw it, they both said, "We messed up." This guy said, "I don't think he'd have saved it anyway." 
What? That's what I said. Is that <laughs> what? they? they what? See, that's what I said. How do you know? They bo- the, do you, you have don't, like you don't know because the guy is five feet out of the net. Wes, but how do you get there? <laughs> I, Wes, I, right, Wes. Okay. How do you, how do you? So are you shooting on our? Are you shooting on our goalies? <laughs> you know, I, I, honestly, <laughs> and it's funny to laugh about now, but the truth is, is you sit there and you go, wait a minute. So what you're essentially, like if I'm the coach, I'm, I'm sitting there going, so what you're essentially telling me is. I would not have made it through that game, I'm telling you. The, so what you're essentially Come telling on. me is they did interfere, but you're going to allow it because he couldn't get back in there and make the save. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I, and, and I, I, I think, think we would have had the trainer it anyway. Team. I, uh, but, We'd have had, it had been like 10. But co- to get to the point <laughs> where you had to say we didn't think he could have saved it, then there had to have been something. I'm telling you, me, stupid. my staff and I would not have lasted past that explanation. <laughs> and we, I'm well, just, I know what my faults are, and that's one of them. I would have had zero, zero tolerance well, for what was being said to me. And I... I, you know, Tin Cup when he, when uh, he gets the caddy out of the crowd, I had to go get a coach. <laughs> out of my crowd. Well, I tell you, lost in all that, I thought was a great effort by Jake, which we're going to talk about, and then obviously the the game on Saturday. Um, but right now, uh, special treat for you, Gary. Yeah, because your buddy is coming on. We're going once again. Well, we don't even know if we're going to have Beast today because he's still, you know, uh, he has his family weekend thing going on. So we don't know if we're even going to have uh, Jamie or Kimball today, but we are going to have on the celebrity line your favorite and everybody's favorite, Angela Sharp. The one, the only Angela Sharp. How are you? Hey, good. How are you guys? We're doing okay. Um... Just curious, you know, we were having a little fun beating the dead horse here. Uh, your thoughts? Hey, well, here I'm going to get two thoughts from you because I know you you you'll have one on both. The the no goaltender interference call, and then Jamie's response with the special edition Friday to the goalie no interference call. I got to tell you, so I was at I was at my other job, watching that game. So I was working for Monster, watching that game, and after that was not a call. I was the least pleasant human you've ever met. Oh, God. Because that was the most ridiculous call I've ever seen. I mean, if ever there was a goalie interference call, that was it. You were unpleasant for a, for a moment in time? I find that hard to believe. I know Gary finds that extremely hard to believe. Oh, no. I was I was the most unpleasant human you've ever met for the rest of the day. And probably awesome at that. Uh, well, like, I bet she's awesome <laughs> at being unpleasant. <laughs> okay. Well, you Don't you think? Right. No, you might be I, right. Like, some people are just... Like really good in every situation. Did, I love it. I'll take it. Did you expect? <laughs> I like to think that I, I. Did you expect anything less from our uh, cohort in crime, Jamie Rivers, and his response Friday? I, no, of, of course not. Of course, that's what I expected from Jamie. I, I, it's just crazy, but um, you know, here you are working uh, multiple jobs. You're the busiest person in show business. We got. Tax resolutions by Tommy Brown. It's his season to be busy. So, um, you know, we're just sitting here kind of contemplating who's busier right now. The guys with their trip, with the dad's trip, that's got to be a, a highlight for those guys. I mean, I know that you do a lot of stuff with those guys, but that's a pretty action-packed trip, I'd have to believe. Yeah, yeah, oh, of course. And, of course, you, oh, you guys already know that the record on that is, is a pretty decent record that they have when the dads come. So, I mean, that's that's always great to be able to, you know, share that experience with the person that probably, you know, supported you the most growing up and everything. I'm surprised they don't do a mom's trip. Moms get everything. 
You think? Yeah. Oh wow! Wow. We Ooh, had dad. Hold on. We had dad's weekend this weekend too, and the moms were complaining. I said, "You every day's mom's day. Chill out." Wow. <laughs> I don't wow. know. Well, I just let them know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think there should be a mom's. I just call me Man, crazy. Come on. Uh, I think you. I think the, the. I would assume, and I've never been on the trip with the guys, obviously, and their dads, but. I would assume you can get a lot more ruckus with your dad than you can with your mom. Well, maybe not in all cases. Well, the dads have access to the locker room and all that kind of stuff, too, so you can't have right. moms cruising yeah. around in there. All right. If that's what, if that's right. how you want to yeah. go with it, that's yeah. fine. That's one of them. <laughs> Jeez. Jiminy oh. Christmas. Okay, well, let's move past the uh, goaltender interference. Lost in that game, we were just uh, uh, lost in all that. Just an absolute great game from Jake Allen. That had to be great to see. Oh, it's always good to see that. My uh, my sister was actually at that game. Um, my sister used to be on Blue Crew, and she actually went up there for that game, and she said there was just a lot, a lot of Blues fans at that game. So it's an unfortunate, unfortunate they couldn't get the win, but pretty cool to know that there's so many Blues fans that made that trip. Yeah, was that, a, was that something organized by the Blues? Was that like a season ticket holder thing, or was that just, I don't oh, know? I don't think so. I mean, if it was, I didn't know anything about it, but I don't think so. I think it was just... One of the trips that people really wanted to go on, I guess. Well, again, just a, a good effort. I mean, uh, all in all, uh, like I said, great game from Jake Allen. Uh, you know, our offensive woes, you know, we struggle a little bit. But then we come back Saturday, and while the offense struggles again, we get what has come to be a, an effort from Carter Hutton that, um, quite frankly, I think we're all getting pretty used to seeing. And while, I, you know, I don't, I don't know that there is any – goalie controversy because right now I don't know how you don't play the guy that just keeps winning so um, again are you as a fan and as somebody that's down there and deals with with the fans and then watches the game and analyze it do you see any scenario here where right now Hutton's your number one sorry I mean I hate to say that out loud but he is I mean I think that in years past we've always noticed that Jake plays better with a real competition and now he's got a real competition and I mean, that's not a bad problem to have if both your goaltenders are playing well. But I agree, yes, Hutton should be starting. Um, I, I get the whole – I mean, you guys as coaches, Gary, but I mean, I get the whole you got to kind of use Allen. But, I mean, what do you – I mean, Gary, what do you do here? I mean, if, if you're in this boat, I mean, you, you got the guy you gave a scholarship to and you got the walk-on. I mean, does it matter to you who the hell's getting what? Uh, Sort of. Oh, Okay. Sort of. Um, Jake's who you invested your money in. Jake is uh, your franchise player and ha- was tagged that, you know, last summer and in the spring. So you have to get you have to get something for your investment. So you either put Jake in and let him find it, or you move Jake on. Oh well, that's an option. Have you oh, have you no. considered that option at oh. all, Angela? That maybe it's time to move well, on. Well, I, I I hadn't considered that option. No, but you know what? <laughs> Again, they don't let me make these kind of decisions, guys. <laughs> maybe maybe if you were on staff at McKendry, you'd be involved in these types of decisions. Are you guys looking for a third coach? Uh, we could have a goalie coach. Sure. Oh, Angela, what's your qualifications <laughs> for goalie coach? Absolutely, come out. I, I I'm in. Yeah, can I can I uh, submit my resume tomorrow? That'd be great. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Do you, do you, how do you look in purple and black, Angela? Are those purple your colors? White, purple and white. Well, everything. Okay, uh, is, are purple and white that's, that's your colors? My, my my college colors are purple and white too. That's fine. Oh well, see, she's got all kinds of gear. Um, 
Yeah. As we head into uh, this type of, this time of year, trade rumors are, are flying around. You yourself uh, do so much with players and like you know interview them. You're part of like the promotional stuff with the Blues. People get attached to players. Fans do. You can't be any different. Um, you know, sometimes you hear names and, and and rumors and things like that. How does somebody like yourself that's involved in the organization handle that when you start thinking that a guy that, you know, I don't know, I'm going to – I mean, maybe a, a guy like Bo Meester or somebody that has, has done a lot for the organization, but maybe the time has come and passed – I mean, how do you deal with that, Angela? Because, like I said, you've done a lot of promotional stuff with these guys, and and at heart, they're great guys. It's just sometimes it, it's time for change. Well, I got to tell you, I'm the worst at that. Honestly, I am absolutely the worst at that. I mean, we all knew when we were getting rid of Shattenkirk, um, and I think I've mentioned that before. But I worked with him so much doing community events that even though I knew it was coming, I was like, oh, man, it just sucks because he was always like the go-to guy out there, like working with kids and stuff, and that's. I mean, when you see somebody's personality, you know, up close like that, like especially dealing with kids, like little Blues fans, little tiny Blues fans, like the future of our fan base, and then you know that they're going to go away. I mean, that's that's awful. I mean, for me, I have a hard time in general separating the player from their personality. So for me, like sometimes I like players that other people don't like, and sometimes I don't like players that everybody loves just based on those interactions that I have one-on-one so yeah I mean when you come down to trades and getting rid of some people and other people I mean yeah sometimes that sometimes that hurts worse than others even for me as a you know a fan who maybe knows that it's going to come well I I will say this I I can only imagine there's been times over all your years of uh of doing this that um there's probably been a player or two that you're like you know uh, I'm not going to rat him out, but boy, he's not very nice. <laughs> That's probably oh, a hard... yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. That, that... Every time somebody asks me that, I will never reveal who it is, but the player always pops into my head, and yes, uh huh, absolutely. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to say anything, but bye, <laughs> ass, <laughs> ass clown. <laughs> well, they're out there, unfortunately. See you later. Well, and you know what the truth is? I mean, ever I mean, their players are human, so we. I guess whatever. I mean, I, I, we we can't expect them to be perfect human beings, but in the end, yeah, it's it's got to be hard for you, especially when it's kind of partly your job too to, you know, promote to some degree somebody maybe that you're like, what an ass. But that's part of the gig, and you know right. it. And, and let's face it, again, I, it, everybody doesn't have to be everybody's cup of tea, right? So, um, but for some right. of these guys, they are tremendous people. I, you know, I think Jake Allen, by all accounts, is a tremendous guy, and just. You know, it's a it's a tough thing right now. But like Gary said, I mean, you know, you look at it from one point. This is who you've invested in. But at the same time, you're also invested in winning. And I, I know Butter has said that. You know, you you go with Butter. Have you changed your stance on this? You got to play no. Hutton. Yeah, absolutely. You got to go with the guy that's putting up the Ws. Well, I could see you two guys getting into it on the bench over this. That'd be good. And after Gary gets kicked out of the it's game. It's going to be a good rest of the show, guys. <laughs> well, and, and here's the other thing, Angela. <laughs> what we've learned this morning, too, is, is that um, Gary occasionally like might may like to be escorted out of the game and Butter has to take over. So, see, your duties would increase rather I quickly. I gotten thrown out in like two years. Yeah, two we, whole years, Angela. What do you think of that? Two whole years. I actually love an aggressive coach who gets himself kicked out of games. That's right. When I used to go watch my brother play, I used to get kicked out of games all the time. Nice. And I was just in the fans. Oh, is that like a – well, now Gary's going to be getting kicked out. Is this hockey he played? Was he a hockey player? Yeah, my brother oh, okay. played hockey. And I would, go, I would go watch his high school hockey games and get kicked out because I would aggressively be yelling like, 
Again. numbers from the side, like get number whatever. Like so, I'm yeah. assuming that and your photo posting team fans and so your photos hanging in rinks mom. all over St. Louis wanted. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? So your photos hanging in a few rinks over in St. Louis, not allowed back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would, I would, I would venture to guess that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Too many Christmas. <laughs> See, Angela. awesome again, awesome. Told you. Yeah, just. <laughs> Well, you and Angela can both watch the game from the parking lot. Whatever. Yeah, he hasn't been kicked out in three years, and now this weekend he's going to be kicked out. Uh, kick. I won't get kicked out. Um, Angela, any of the names you're seeing kind of pique your interest? Uh, there's been a, a couple of doozies. I mean, uh, my f- personal favorite has been attached to the Blues lately, John Tavares. Now, while Kimball and Jamie can shoot it down all they want, that's my wish list. If, if that guy wants to come over here and pass the puck to 91, I'm all for it. I have learned better than to make a wish list at this point because <laughs> I think in years past I've done that and it hasn't necessarily panned out well for us. So I just usually sit quietly, see who we pick, and then hope that's the right choice. Okay, that's no fun though, but whatever. I know, I know it's no fun. That was the more diplomatic answer, but it, I mean, it's true because you get you know you get excited about a name here and there, and then if you don't get that person, it's like oh well, why was I getting all riled up? Speaking of getting riled up, um, thanks to the Twitter poll last week, your streak with the St. Louis Blues is intact. I don't know if you noticed the results, but they were overwhelmingly in favor of you maintaining your streak because you did uh, supply fans with an inside look at the game, even though admittedly I I think you failed miserably, and I think your friends Kimball and Rivers are ready one of these days to show you what a real Twitter takeover looks like. For that matter, butter, butter. is ready to show you what a Twitter takeover is like, I think. I have to tell you, okay, so usually I'm working. So usually I'm running from spot to spot and I'm talking to people along the way. I mean, I got to sit in one spot and actually watch a game from start to finish. And it was hard to get out my phone and be like, oh, I, I should have tweeted that. <laughs> like there'll be, there was stuff that happened that I was like, oh, I should tweet that. And, I was, and then I didn't, like there wasn't a stop and play for like a while. So... I just never got around to doing it. It's I got to tell you, it's a lot more fun to watch the game without your phone in hand. Your best tweet that night was eating cotton candy. Yes, that's that was, what the fans wanted. They didn't give ten shits about the game. They that wanted was, to know what you were doing as a fan. I mean, that was your big moment. Holy yeah. crap! <laughs> that was it. That was that was fun. Um, somebody delivered us cotton candy because earlier I mess. mess mentioned on twitter that i wanted some cotton candy so literally right when we got there the security guard that stands in that section was like hey somebody brought cotton candy for you and i was like yes this is awesome oh geez <laughs> well um i tell you what it sounds judging by the fan reaction you're going to need to do a real twitter takeover on an away game i think when you're maybe uh either sitting at home or maybe at a local pub with some of your friends watching the game but uh, I think the fans really want to know what Angela Sharp thinks while the game's going on. So you probably owe them a hey, real we, Twitter takeover. We can do that on a away game, I think. I, I think, think we can probably yeah. handle that. When you're not working one of your eight jobs, because I know you are the busiest person in show business here in town for sure. I, I, I try. you got, you got to be busy because you never know when one of those jobs is going to disappear. Because you got to stay busy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, being the ultimate independent contractor as you are, don't forget our good friend over here as we're on the bench with Butter, Tommy Brown, TommyBrownTaxResolution.com. If you want to 
learn how to utilize your money better for your business, it's Tommy Brown Tax Resolution. Make sure you check him out as soon as his website's finished and, and yeah, renamed. So, so stop giving the old website name. Well, I'm just I just want people to know who you are, Butter. That's all. I mean, buy yourself, Butter. So, yeah, it's, it's TommyBrown-EA.com. Oh, okay. It is new. We got it. You just don't have it up yet. It's still being worked on. Okay. Well, hey, you hear that, Angela? It's still being worked on. It's in development. Much like my tax I mean, as, returns. as a tax person, you probably should get that done pretty soon. That's a way to call him out. That boy, butter, about yourself. You just got called out by the lady stuffing her face full of cotton candy. <laughs> with a, just with a smiley out. disposition at all times, except for when uh, there was goalie <laughs> interference or if her brother got hit incorrectly at a hockey game, evidently, we learned today. <laughs> We had no idea there was a side of you, Angela. No idea. The fans have seen a new side of you today. This is tremendous. Well, hey, um, we appreciate you joining us each and every week. And for all of our fans out there, I don't know how many there could possibly be that don't already follow you on your social media. Make sure you tell them how they can do so. Oh, well, you can follow me um, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's just my name, Angela Sharp. Angela has two L's. Sharp has an E at the end of it. Make sure you follow me. And I know hockey, soccer are not related, but I'm going to be doing a contest on Instagram later for some tickets to the ambush game. So, you know, maybe follow. Who knows? You might win. Well, you, uh, yeah, well, I think um, we forget that you're, uh, you're associated with the ambush. Maybe you should start your own ambush podcast. You know, you could add that to your resume. Uh, I, I mean, you know. Uh, <laughs> Did you hear that you sigh? Know, oh, was that a sigh or was that oh, a? Yeah, I don't know what that was. Oh. It wasn't a yeah. <laughs> you're trying to get rid of me, I think. No, I no, on. you're not. You know, you're committed here. We have you like to a five-year deal. This is like our own free agent contract we signed you to. So that would be your own addition. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I'm not quite sure. I mean, we could call it kickballs and more or something with the ambush. I'm not quite sure, but. Uh, I'm not you know, biggest... John Kelly's son calls our our ambush game. Does he really? So it's kind of really all, yeah, it's kind of all keeping it in. It's all in the family. I was going to say, it does sound like it's all in the family. Well, we shall chat with you next week. Um, are we getting, uh, what, what are we, three, two weeks out? Three weeks out from the trade deadline? Yeah. You keep your nose to the grindstone over there, girl, and you let us know if you hear any trade rumors. You hear me? You you got it. I will get you the inside scoop. All right. That is Angela Sharp. Thanks, Angela. We shall see you next week. See you next week. Let's go Blues. There she is. Angela Sharp leaves us with her familiar Let's Go Blues. And we thank her so much for joining us each and every Monday here on the Blues NHL Podcast. While we got this uh, moment here, let's remind you to check us out at bluesnhlpodcast.com. Uh, subscribe to the show through there. It's completely free. Do your shopping through Amazon. Help us cover the production cost for the show. We'd greatly appreciate it. You just click the Amazon banner on your mobile device. It's all the way down on your computer. It's to the right. Uh, very simple to do. Cost you nothing. Like I said, we get a very small referral. Uh, find us on our social media sites. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. We are at STL Blues Podcast. We also have at NHL Show. Hit us up on Facebook. That's our big ask. Type in Blues NHL Podcast. Like our Facebook page. Then click invite your friends. Invite all your friends that are Blues fans. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, hit us up on Instagram as well, Blues NHL Podcast. And, of course, special thanks always goes out to lineupmedia.fm, the fastest-growing podcast company on the planet. Make sure you check out their newest rollout, Yo Radio. Google it, Yo Radio, the newest Internet radio station. Compliments of lineupmedia.fm. You're going to like what they have to offer there. Happy to be a part of what they've got going here in uh, wonderful Edwardsville, Illinois, with lineupmedia.fm. Uh, hey, one last thing. Uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed or not, but as we continue to try to grow the show, Facebook is, is a way that we reach just so many people. 
uh, one of the things we're going to start asking you guys to do is if you guys, when you see the Facebook post, if you like our, our page, when you see us share the actual show, if you could just throw a comment on there about the show, uh, like it, share it. Uh, Facebook's making it tougher and tougher to reach the people that we want to reach, and the only way you can do that sometimes is by having interaction in the post. So if you guys out there, whenever you see it, could just throw a like on it or possibly share it, maybe throw in a comment and get involved in the discussion, it would help us reach more Blues fans, and we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Okay, back to uh, where we were before we uh, brought hey, in Angela. I wonder, I wonder. Go ahead. What do you wonder? You wonder, no, wonder who wrote no, the Book you, of Love? What? No. Okay, up. what you got? Uh, you asked Angela about if the uh, blues had anything to do with, uh, you know, ticket sales in Buffalo. Yeah. So I'm scanning through here, and it says that um, there was, I guess, some media comments regarding very few uh, people in the crowd during Buffalo Panther game. Yeah. And so there's a. It doesn't reference it directly, but it says like there was a hint that they lowered uh, cost for tickets for Saturday's game in the upper bowl at in Buffalo. So that's maybe why we saw. I mean, that's a pretty good haul to go to. Not if you're in Buffalo and well, you're a Blues fan and you don't no. want to pay the heavy price. And well, then all th- of a sudden, I I, I, I hear you. I mean, there, we got a lot of Blues fans in Buffalo. Are you aware? If well, I was in Buffalo, I'd be a Blues fan. Bad yourself. You when know, I move to Florida, I'm going to be a Blues fan. But. Right. You know Buffalo is both a noun and a verb. <laughs> you know you can Buffalo Buffalo Man. in Buffalo? That's a, that's a grammatically correct wow. sentence. <laughs> that's, uh, the show is taking a dramatic turn. <laughs> I'm just educating the public. I get, this is what happens when you, have, uh, when you lose 3-1 and win 1-0 against Buffalo, I guess. You start reaching. That's Let's a, talk about as, that 1-0 win. Well, hang on. Let's finish with the 3-1 loss. Your thoughts okay. on Jake Allen in that effort. I mean, lost in the whole thing. Here's your guy that's struggling. You put him in, and he actually plays really well, I think. No, he played good. You know? I, I thought he played a solid game. I mean, it was happy to see. He looked like he wasn't like, you know, like when he was going through that tough spot, he just he looked, uh, I, I mean, this is going to sound cliche, but out of sync. And what I mean by that is, he looked off his angle. He was sliding outside of his post. He, he was like, you know, he just wasn't. His positioning was terrible. Like the one puck hit him in the chest and went in. Like I don't know how that happens. That's you a, know, there's only one way it happens. You're not completely square, right? Yeah, I mean, but you know what I'm saying. I'm, so I know. Anyway, so but I thought during the, the Boston game he looked confident and solid and everything like that. You know. Um. He's your guy. You got to go back to him at some point. Well, how long is Carter Hutton going to have a ninety-seven? I don't percentage? know. I mean, I, let's be realistic okay. here, people. Well, That's you, you, not but you. You write there it until like he I doesn't. I knew Butter was coming with that. Okay, but he's still not your guy, and you no. need your guy. Right, right. You need your guy coming into the playoffs. We've got we got some time before then. Man, I put don't know. put those put those wins on the board while you can. I mean, you know, I still think Jake Allen can win. Well, I don't know that anybody doesn't think he can win, but Somebody Carter Hutton is winning. Win. But Carter Hutton is winning, I think, to Butter's point, right? Uh, yeah, but I just... Listen, I'm not ready to... He do. wasn't tested in Buffalo. Not until late in the third. They had six shots and one power play. Other than that, tell me... Just, if you I, watch a game, tell me one save you were like, holy crud, I'm, none, zero. Listen, 
at this point, though, what have you and I discussed over the years? It has. Uh, you're right. So I'm not sitting here in awe of the saves he's making, but what am I in awe of? The, the pucks that aren't going in. And unfortunately, when these guys get going in a bad way, you and I have talked about this. To your point, it's pucks that hit them in the chest and go between the arm or go in high on the short side and are just a, a well, complete. The short side's a new five hole. So. Off, yeah, <laughs> off their angle goals were, to your point, and he was out of position a lot, overstretching outside the, the area. I, again, I don't know why a goalie gets going like that. I, my personal opinion, like what the hell do I know about that? I don't know. What do I know about anything? But the truth of the matter is it, it, it almost becomes the look of desperation, like freaking out. And to, to me, that's when a goalie is completely out of his uh, off his angle, out of his crease, overreaching, stepping out. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, they call, I mean, there's a term they use, and they call fighting a puck. And, and that's what – you know that's what Jake was doing. He's you know when you say you're fighting the puck, it's like you're when when goalies are in the groove and they're playing like let's say Carter Hutton for example. When the puck's coming at him, he looks relaxed. He he when it hits him, he's he doesn't overreact. He stays calm. He stays quiet. We say that we've talked about it on this show about goaltenders staying quiet. When you're fighting the puck, you're not quiet. The puck hits you and you react overreact to it or you or you sell out a little more than you should and and that's what was happening and I think it's uh I think it's correctable and I think the way to correct it is you put your franchise guy back in the net are you at all concerned at you two guys as coaches are you at all concerned that you know uh, what's how am I going to explain this are you at all concerned that we're going through this again I mean it's one thing to go through it once but here we are again with your "Quote unquote number one franchise goaltender," I get it. Shit happens, but we're doing it again and again. I'm just throwing that out there. You can throw it out there, but we talked about it before. We see this because we are in St. Louis and we are St. Louis Blues. Carey Price goes through this. Uh, they all go through it every year. Lindquist goes. Every Lundquist goes through. Every goaltender goes through a little bit of a slump. I mean, it's just I. It's part of the deal. You know, they're a special breed. Would would you want to get in there and let them <laughs> Listen. I mean, you've got to be. Well, you, they're all nuts. you got to be a little off your rocker to let guys just rip 90-mile-an-hour right. pucks at but you. But wouldn't we agree that away. the really good ones are off their rocker in kind of a good way? Well, no. No. They're just no. nuts. They're all nuts until you're going to. you got to be. All right, well, so. Besides getting ripped at all. You know, part of the game, the rest of the game, you're standing there by yourself just talking to yourself. So yeah, it's lonely that's, back there. Oh, I'm sure it is. Now, I think that's again, where they go nuts. So when it does come <laughs> to him, I mean, that would be I, – I would throw that into our segment, you know, our innovative companies. I'm going to go with that being, the, the you know, the, the heating and cooling because, you know, when it comes to heating – you know, it's hot and cold. So what are we going to do with this guy? Can we live with that every year, hot and cold? I mean, and to your point, you say it happens all the time. It does. It does. Go, every year. Uh, these goalies. It's not just the goalie. Yeah, everybody's going to go through a but not. It's a, but long, listen, it's a but, long season. Okay, but not playing well is one thing. I mean, this seems to be more than not playing well to me. And again, I, what, uh, seriously, am I wrong? Uh, uh, there's a big difference between having a rough couple games and it seems like, here we go again, lost our confidence, now we got to pull you back out. But I'm sorry, but that's what I see, and I'm just throwing it out there. I think if we look at the other teams and look at other, you know, elite goaltenders in the league, and you're gonna and go through their media, 
you're going to see same similar issues. I, I there, there's I just don't I I just can't imagine going through an 80 plus game season and there not being a little bit of issue with goaltenders. I mean, it just it seems like it happens with all of them. All right. I just, not, no? not, not every team's on top of the standings. So I, listen, it's got to happen with the goals. I don't know. I just don't remember this going down that much in the past. I, you know, again, I, I can't. I, I don't. I, just, I don't know. Whatever. I, I think you you're missing you my point. Re- I'm not no, saying that I'm a goal. Not. I don't think a goaltender. I never said a goaltender didn't go through a rough patch. I'm not talking about. What are you? Hey, you're just about? not playing. I'm talking about this. Seems to be a little more mental, to me. Like here we go again. You know. Doubting ourselves, and now we got to go, you know, patty money ass. And t- again, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. It's getting a little old for me. I'm sorry. It's but, <laughs> but it's only been twice. Okay, maybe he just like hates January. Maybe <laughs> you know, maybe is he has uh, seasonal depression, <laughs> and it's been really cloudy, and he's not getting his vitamin D, and he <laughs> needs to go outside. What do you think? No. Uh. You're really disgusted by this. I just, I listen. I, there's so much going on that we got to deal with that shit too. I mean, I'm just sorry. I, I don't know. I'm a little over it. He's a person too. Yes. Well, he's a I, listen. I'm just a little. Hey, over you're gonna. Uh, hey, he's he's pretty young, right? Okay. They're raised differently now. You know, like we got to be, we got to, you know, be conscious of their feelings. All right, that's enough. <laughs> you lost me. All right. Well. Um, all right, so listen, again, this is perfect for the innovatedcompanies.com heating and cooling segment because, you know, it's obvious you guys are both hot to trot to give the guy all the all the string in the world. I, on the other hand, I'm just, I'm over string? it. String? Wait, wait, I, I said Butter keep putting until keep putting in. I'm the yeah, one. Yeah, but I trade his ass. Sorry. Who? I, I've oh. had enough. Who? Absolutely. Jake? I've Absolutely not. Okay, that's what I said, though. I don't care. Listen. Here's here is my stance on it. This we is got a, enough problems. This is my official. We got a lot of losses. <laughs> this is my official stance on Jake Jake Allen. Ready? You either play him or trade him. You did say that. I will give you that. That's what I said, and that's why I and said I, I don't care which. Okay, so and, what and I'm my, saying and my is, official stance is you play Hutton till he till he starts losing, and then you put Jake back in for the run to the cup. Oh, a run to the cup. Run He's got a parade going cup. down market. <laughs> Look um, at butter. Buy yourself butter. Wow. So any, uh, listen. I just, I, I'm. That's my. You stance. told me to listen, and then you I'm didn't out. say anything. I'm out. You said, oh. "There's my stance. I'm out. You're out. I'm out. I'm what does that out. mean? I just, I'm ready. That's to move not on. an official. What if stance. they put? That that's not an. Official I'm ready for them stance. to trade him. I'm out. So you out don't want to see him back. You don't want to see him back. I don't think it matters. Just play Carter Hutton. Get rid of him. Bring somebody new in. Let's go in a different direction. So he wants him traded, butter. By yourself. All right. So if if we trade him, do we get a backup goalie for Hutton, or do we get a starter? Well, I don't care. So either way, I just I I I, I you know do, what? Do you think Hutton's is a guy that can get us there? I have no idea, but I don't know that Jake well, is if either. If he so stays at a ninety-seven save yeah. percentage, I'm going to go on a limb yes. and say. <laughs> but 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 <laughs> <laughs> if we start yanking him now, he's going to stay at that ninety-seven. <laughs> That's a valid point. Well, again, I just I'm just not big on when you got to start dealing with. That kind of shit. It's time to move on. Just I, in any sport, in my opinion. You're so any insensitive. Sport, I don't. I'm, whatever. Call it what you want. I don't care. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. You're out. So let me get this straight, because this is on the record. On the record, they they play tomorrow. Who they play? Anaheim. Who is it? 
I don't even know. They play tomorrow. Okay. Uh, wild. Uh, the Wild, yeah. Okay. So, and the Wild are wild. They play tomorrow. We don't know who's starting yet. Nope. All right, so Jake's in the net tomorrow. There's no way they start him tomorrow. Well, I just <laughs> Why would they start him tomorrow? Your one guy just come off a shutout, and they, he's been your guy. They, they start they start the franchise tag tomorrow. Oh, Jake Allen, uh, they put him in the net at home against the Wild. You're not going to watch because he's in? Or I don't what? give a shit. I'm going to watch. I mean, I, it, How are you going to feel about it? I'm not going to care. I don't think it really matters. You're not going to care. You just said you're out and trade them. I'm just unhappy right now with you them. They're are. just not. They're just. I, what did I say? Look, I wish people. I wish we were live streaming this on video. People could see your. Face. What did I say? How do I do? How did I describe the blues to you today? It's not going to be a popular opinion. What did I say? If you've ever seen the movie Sixteen Candles, <laughs> Jake's doing pull-ups and he's talking about Samantha to his buddy, and his buddy looks over at him and says. He says, what do you think of her? And he goes, I don't know. She's void. That's what I think the blues are, void. Void? They're nothing special. You just called the blues void. Yeah, there's, there's nothing special. I'm sorry. I, this is nothing special to me. There's nothing about this team that makes me think they can make a serious cup run. Seriously, am I wrong? I mean, really, um, I'm just being I, – I, listen, I'm just say, calling it like I see it. They're just they, – Really? But you, you you had that feeling of a cup run when we first started the season, then their first loss comes. and No, it wasn't that. It was just uh, that they were playing. Listen, you guys are the two coaches here, right? Well, besides the other two that are normally here. Okay? You're going to tell me that they're playing like they were at the beginning of the season? To, to, I, I call it a style. Call it whatever you want to call it. I'm it gonna, looks not Listen. It looks nothing like that. Why? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm tell you why. I oh, think. okay. Please okay. do. First of all, I think they are playing the the same system they were playing earlier in the season because that's what Coach Yo likes. What I'm going to tell you is they're just not as successful in that system as they had been because these are NHL teams making an adjustment. These are the best players in the world. Okay. So yep. they're making an adjustment. Now the Blues have made a little bit of an adjustment too, and you don't see the weak side D flying as much as you did earlier in the season and joining the rush. So they're picking their spots. So it's not as active as it was early in the season. The reason why it's not as active is because teams have picked up on it. And so they're picking their spots. So it's a little different, but it's still the same okay. sort of all right. So uh, what you're objective. telling me is, so what you're telling me is that other teams have the ability to adjust, and we don't. That's I just said it. we did. We did adjust. We did. Yes. Well, you just. It's not a, the weak side. D's not flying every time. I, 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 well, listen. What I I can adjust my little... underwear right now. It doesn't mean it works. I mean, uh, so that's my point. I don't give a shit. Why does your underwear not? But work? my point is uh, making an adjustment. <laughs> if you're still, if you're not any good after the adjustment, what's and the what, difference? And what capacity? Huh? If, if you're no good after making the adjustment, what's the difference? It's not they're no good. I just think they're void. We went two out of three, and now we're void. <coughs> I just. I don't what know. do you want them to do? What do you want? What do you want to see? What makes them better? Tavares. Come on. We need instant offense. Our offense is awful. You think? Awful. I don't know if it's awful. Awful. I don't. Awful. I don't know if it's. Butter, correct me if I'm wrong. Is our offense awful? No. No. Yeah. It's not. No. Okay. Why do you think it's awful? Watch us. I think I think there's one key component to the lack of success for St. Louis Blues. Two key components. Well, please share. But it's under one umbrella, special teams. 
Oh, yeah. PK, mm, middle of the pack. Ranked somewhere like 12 to 14 or something. 82%. That's a little sketchy. All right. Second, power play. Yeah, what about it? They don't score. <laughs> they're, it's, you know why they don't score? Because they're void. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no. We're going to – I just – they try to be too perfect. Oh, Jesus. You don't think? It's Well, no, but that's always the answer. Oh, too many passes. Too many passes. It is too many passes. All right. They'll even tell listen, you. Listen, I, I just, I, l- listen, I, again, okay? Beating a dead horse. Seriously, I have never in my whole life, I've watched a lot of hockey, okay? I've watched other teams play hockey. I've never in my whole life ever seen a team get so, get the puck and then get it as far away from the net as possible. I, I, that's been my complaint with them for the five longest five time. Or what? Either way. Somehow they try to get the puck and then it's right back out. It's like it's like hoops kicking the ball out to the three. This is what they do. They these guys want listen. They want no part of being in front of that net. Even when they do do it, these guys look like they don't want to be in front of the net. I'll and it's because t- we've got guys doing it. Listen, I'm going to say Steen's been better and that's fine. We are lacking that guy. No, Braden Schwartz goes in the net hard every time. Seventeen goes in the net hard. Braden Schwartz. Or Jaden Schwartz. I, okay, I, I'm happy that he's back. But I'm telling you, we don't have anybody that just stands in front of the net and causes problems. And in today's NHL, I, as much as I hate it, I can't stand today's NHL, to be completely honest with you. The back and in is wore me out. They've lost. They've almost lost me as a fan. Not that you give ten shits about me, but I'm your typical fan. It's become boring, to be completely honest with you. You know what you. my solution to that was? I told you yesterday. One of the solutions I said to the boringness of a couple of sports we talked about yesterday, and I told you how I want to know, and I, I've wanted to know this since I started playing hockey. I want to know why, if my if my team gets a penalty, why do I get an advantage of icing the puck? Take that away. All right, take that away, and you'll see score. You'll see goals. Make the four. Make the team who took a penalty live by the rules. I concur. Don't, I, don't I, make it easier on them. I, I agree with that. Get rid of that. They're testing it. USA Hockey's testing. I'm okay with that. I, I, listen, there's all kinds of that things would that be, they, they. There you go. If you don't want to be bored, there you go. I just again, I, you and take. The we're gonna go out of football. Right. I just so, so you so you don't like the sport because there's not enough scoring. I don't like the sport because of what it's become. Yes, what I do does not. It All right. It's so, become. Listen, the magi- but, but you just said earlier you hate hoops, and there's plenty of scoring there. So, you, which? But I just don't like hoops. So listen, here's the deal. Here's what I'm going to tell you. And I, Gary, and I talked about this last night, and I've said it once. I'll say it again. If you can be religious, not religious doesn't really matter. <laughs> okay. But the bottom line is this: Hello. if you watch the, the the game against the Soviets in 1980. Here he comes again okay. with this. Jim Craig. 39 saves made with 39 catcher gear. saves with catcher's gear See, on. See, told you. Okay? Listen, those guys. I don't, listen. I, whatever. Listen, here's I'm my gonna, point. I, here's my nobody point. Nobody in the 1980s, no one, right. shoots the puck right. like these guys do now. Then let them wear some Kevlar underneath their pads. I'm talking about the size of these pads. It's stupid. It is stupid. Dumb and stupid. They're going to get hurt. Listen. All you got to do is watch a game back then and watch a game now. And I listen. Wayne Gretzky was great. 
these guys look like soccer goalies back then when these guys were pumping in all these goals. I mean, watch all you gotta do is go watch the highlights when these guys are coming down the ice and you're all you see is net. Now you don't see shit. All you see is goalie equipment and big wide jerseys. And then you got five guys with Kevlar on that just back into the goal. So what is the majority of the goals that we see anymore? What seriously? When you watch a hockey game, what do you see? You see pucks shot from the point, like like Gunnarsson's goal in in a, in a Buffalo that hit five guys and go in. Who the shit cares about that? That's a bunch of bullshit. I want goals. I want guys that create scoring chances. I want two-on-ones and three-on-twos. They got to figure out a way to bring the offense back in the game because what they did years ago when they thought they were doing it, they actually killed it. Absolutely killed so it. So you want the two-line pass back in? You I, want the red line back I in? I want – here's what I want. That's, I want That'll bog everything okay, down. So when Brett Hall and those guys back in the day, if you're of that – I don't know who's listening to the show at this present moment in time. <laughs> but if you're old enough to remember that far back, Brett Hall used to say, we got to get rid of the clutching and grabbing in the sport if we're going to ever get it to where it needs to go. So what they did was – and, Gary, you remember this, but I remember this. What they did was they took away all the, hold, all the hooking, right? All the holding. Mm-hmm. They took it all away. Made it all what? Interference, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what they dumbasses that never played that probably come up with this idea didn't realize was what he wanted you to do is when the guy was on offense, he wanted you to leave that, that fucking guy alone. <laughs> what he didn't want, what he didn't want, what he didn't want was for you to not to allow the defenseman to hold up the forwards coming the other way or the forwards to hold up the D-men to create scoring opportunities. When they started doing that, we lost all the advantage and, and, didn't, and didn't have any space. Because that's what we don't have out there now is space. There's not enough space as is. But what we have now is five guys that are backing into a goal saying, go ahead and hit me with the puck because this, with this new equipment, unless you hit me in the face or it hits me wrong in the foot, I don't care. But right. At the same time, though, they did create more space in the end zones. I, big deal. What's I'll, it done? It hasn't done anything. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you. Listen, hold on. Wait, I'm going to tell you something. How Two many 50-goal scores do we one have? One is I'm tired of hearing about the goalie equipment because the you know why one of the reasons why the equipment's bigger? Oh, because the players are bigger. Duh. Listen, there were big goalies back then, too. I've proven this to you. No, and they didn't, haven't. Yeah, they were like have. two big goalies. They didn't look anything like these guys now. It's not like, Gary, I'm sorry. We talked These to the goalies guy. back then sucked compared to the goalies now. I didn't say they didn't suck. Yeah, Gary, just look at the net when they when they. I do. I look covered with equipment. It's covered with equipment. It's stupid. Come on out to practice today, and me and Butter will put some shin guards on you and blast one into your shin. Let me tell you something. Tell me how. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Okay, here. And I just found out we're going to get Jamie here shortly, which is great because we're going to do our innovative construction because I'm sure he's going to talk about. Possibly some, some, and, and the electric portion of many companies too, because we're going to hear about hopefully, you know, his thoughts on some of these trade rumors because uh, the Rangers have requested the list from Nash because it looks Ooh. like they're ready to move him. And he's been rumored coming here, so I'll be curious to see if Nash, Jamie has any more on that. On. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying I, you can like him or not like him. The bottom line is I'd like to know if Jamie knows anything. Therefore, I promise you this are you telling me right now? Yes. I don't know, Hockey Hall of Fame. My guess is going to be, my guess is going to be, there's probably equipment of some of the goalies from the 70s in there, from some of the great goalies. Would we not agree? Somebody's equipment's probably in that. What do you want them to do? I want a goalie now. Who's the best goalie in the league? Lundqvist? Carey Price. Okay, either one of them. I want them to put that shit on and get in the goal, and then you tell me it's the same. Uh, No, they wouldn't. You know why? Those guys shoot the pucks so much harder now. You know what, Gary? We can put stuff behind it. 
to make it so that it doesn't hurt. I mean, number one, they all feel it. They all say why that. Why do you want? Why are you always picking? On I these want more goal scored, and the reason we don't have there more you goal go. Scored, you want more goal nothing, scores? There's nothing Here, to listen, shoot at. I think there's a safety. Well, there should be a three second rule. There should be a three second rule. They ought to not be able to back in the defenseman. <laughs> you think there's a? You think? You want more goals. I'm telling you, I think it's a safety issue. You're wanting to change equipment. And I've just told you, if issue. you want to see more goals, don't let the PK ice the puck. And you'll see lots of goals. And I'll, and I'll tell you what, going back to, to when they changed the rules, I even said back then that I don't care what you do to the rules. Coaching is always going to be a defensive aspect of the game. You don't want to give up goals in this game. And that it's always going to be there. And there are always going to be coaches sitting around trying to figure out how to come up with a system that best fits their team so that they don't allow goals. Like, that's what's going to happen. Every time. You can Hockey's change the more rules, scientific however. than it was back then. Right. There's more systems. There's more schemes. Everything's different. Like, it's progressed. Evolve, then. It is. Evolve. 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 It did. Okay. When, when, when things happen within your game to make it boring – other sports have turned to making changes within the game to make it more exciting. But a, but a coach is always going to play defensive hockey. Go ahead. Always. Go ahead. Well, that's what's going to happen. If you don't allow them to go if, Listen, I'm telling you, you can believe what you want to believe, and that's fine. But watch a hockey game. The goaltender's equipment is ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm never going to get off this because it, it's very simple. I just asked you. I just told you. This is very simple to do. Go grab some equipment out of the Hockey Hall of Fame from the guys of the stuff they wore in the 70s Nobody's and put it on a – Okay, that. listen. Don't get hurt. Okay, whatever. I'm just telling you. You think – listen, they wore it, and they're fine. Should we go without They mask? also didn't rip the with, puck With, like with or without the mask. You can wear a mask. I'll let you wear a mask. Come on out. Come on out. I'll let you I'll, you I'll let mask. you I'll let you rip as many shots as you want with the wooden sticks we have, and then All I'll right. put one of them composite ones in your hand right. and see what happens. Phew. It'll be way different. Okay. I know. For goodness sake. I know. They didn't even shoot the puck. I Everything know. back in the day was on the ice. Oh, I know, because Al McKinnis didn't shoot it with a wooden Sherwood hundred and two miles an hour That's then. That's an exception to the rule. Okay. Come yeah, on. I know. Oh, I know. We're talking. I talk in, in collectively, like the whole scheme. You pick out one guy. I, How does that make sense? I just. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to respectfully disagree. Respectfully. I'm going to respectfully disagree. I'd rather you disrespectfully <laughs> agree. <laughs> or I'd dis- rather you kiss my. I'd ass. rather you that? disrespectfully disagree. That would be. I'd be happier with that. Well, before we go to Jamie Rivers, <coughs> let's let's talk a little bit about. Uh, um, you know, and, and of course, Jamie's always brought to you by SynergyHockeySkills.com, and of course, his wonderful family, the, the Nelson family. Um, I uh, had an opportunity to talk to Scott Nelson. Quite Me a too. Bit the I talked to him this weekend. And uh, you know, his his son playing with you at McKendry. I got to tell you, he had a lot of nice things to say about you and your program. What? And I, I got to tell you, I'm. It, it pained me to hear it. <laughs> See, I'll take that disrespect. <laughs> well, I tell you, I tell you what what he said, and this is why I, I enjoy it. Because number one, you look at a guy like, or look at the family, the Nelson family. They they absolutely love the whole amateur hockey thing, right? They love hockey in general. Mm-hmm. But then they get in, they you know they get involved with people like Kimball and Rivers from a I'm not going to call it a business standpoint, but you get involved with them because of your kid, right? I mean, right. that's your business. So then they become friends, and then you get to know people, and you get to see how people tick, and then you get around the right people to help your kid get on the right path, whatever path that may be, right? Mm-hmm. So for them, they've watched him progress 
through my through youth hockey in the area, and everybody plays for different programs at different times until you reach your level, right? Mm-hmm. So think about the, their journey, mm-hmm. and it involves, like I said, we talked about SynergyHockeySkills.com. You've been a big proponent of it. I know, Butter, you you guys see what they do. And, again, we've talked about those changes, but you got lots of kit guys that assist with this. Is this – would you say that it's made your job a little easier to promote hockey in Lebanon, Illinois, basically, at McKendree? Or, I mean, even Jamie said the other day, I mean, like looking at what you've done of taking this local college hockey team and now you're getting kids from all over the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, has has something like Synergy Hockey Skills allowed you to get to a point now where with what you teach and what you offer, you're a real destination? Absolutely. We use that in our recruiting. Like, when, I, when I'm speaking with a recruit and his family or whatever, um, once we get through, you know, talking about McKendree University and McKendree University Hockey, then we move on to the community around those two entities. And we include synergy hockey in that and we we tell <clears throat> you know we tell prospective student athletes like you know not only do we you have access to us and our staff all of the time and i think we do an outstanding job i'm if that sounds arrogant it is whatever but um but we also tell them that we have resources outside of us including synergy hockey and including the st louis blues and including the st louis blues alumni so um we use that to, to build a framework and build a roadmap for the student athlete coming in so that when they choose McKendry or when they're thinking about schools, they, they, are, they are considering not just Lebanon, Illinois, and McKendry University and McKendry uh, Metro Recplex, but they're also seeing this community in St. Louis um, that has produced a lot of talent, a lot of NHL talent. You know, look at the draft a couple of years ago. Um, so that that's all part of that snowball rolling down the hill that just it just keeps growing and growing and synergy hockey's a, a big part of that. Well, when I was talking to Scott, he talked about the atmosphere that you've developed over there and how you do it and how you treat it and you know the 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 reward system for the J you know for your D three team of those guys always trying to improve their game to make the D two squad and mm-hmm. I, I know you my guess would be deep down you probably have division one aspirations someday i mean i would assume why wouldn't you <laughs> sooner or later you know so uh, my my thought process and all this is as you do, you know that whole if you build it they will come thing i mean that's it's a pretty impressive thing and then like i said you know you you, you hear from guys like um jamie and and talk about your program and the other programs and the involvement i mean it's it has become a pretty interesting thing that you got going there but you know Again, listening to Scott talk about his son, listening to you talk about McKendry Hockey on the show. I mean, it's just it's amazing to think what you've done with that program, both of you guys. So that's, that's, that's pretty awesome. And, again, Jamie holds you guys in pretty high regard, if that matters to you at all. So. It does. I appreciate it. Well, speaking of the devil, that familiar music tells us it's time to go to the evil empire. And let's see what he's got for us this week. Mr. Rivers, how are you? Good, buddy. How you doing? Well, again, we appreciate you taking time from your family, four-day, five-day weekend, whatever it is here. I know you're, uh, you're, you've had an awesome time spending it with your daughter. She finishes up her senior year here. So uh, I know our fans are anxious to hear a couple things from you today. Uh, first and foremost, let's start with Dad's weekend. Um, did you ever get to experience something like that when you played? Was that kind of a thing when you guys were doing it, or is this something kind of new that I'm seeing around the league? Well, you know, we were. I was with the Red Wings, 
at the time. And uh, it had just started to happen to where a couple teams had started doing the dad's trip. And uh, Detroit being first-class organization were a team that jumped on board. And so near the end of my career, I had the experience of my dad coming with me on a road trip. And it was pretty awesome because, you know, we you start out in the league and at the time, and you've heard Kimby and I talk about it, it was all commercial flights and buses and things like that. And at this point in my career, you know, the Red Wings own two different planes. And so it's all like, beyond like rock star kind of stuff to my dad who's you know from a little wee town up in Canada and had never seen anything like that so it's pretty cool to you know get on the chartered flight with my dad and have all the food that we ordered waiting for us and then staying in a five-star hotel and then he goes through all the team meetings and the video sessions and the workouts I mean they really I don't know how they do it on every other team, but the Red Wings included the dads in absolutely every single thing that happened, including the pregame speech before we go out for, for warm-up. So uh, I know it was an experience that my dad will never forget. And, you know, certainly it was awesome for me because it reminded me of being back in tournaments as a, as a young kid, and it just brought back a lot of awesome memories. Well, you lost a, a bunch of listeners just a couple minutes ago when you talked about Detroit being a first-class organization. So thanks a lot. I mean, we only with you with you when you guys aren't here, you and Kimby, we've only got about five people listening to the show anyway. So thanks a lot. Um, no, I get it, and you've talked about it before. I mean, it's you know, even though you know, you it's it you know, what what who's the guy that used to punch a Red Wing fan in the face day or a Patriot fan? That was Randy Carricker, wasn't it? But um, yeah. we get it, we get it, we get it. So. Um, but, you know, and they've got a good record with it, and I'm sure it's an exciting thing. I don't know. I told Gary, why don't they do a mom's weekend? Gary said it's because the moms can't just run through the locker room. Is I guess that's the problem. <laughs> well, you know what? Now, some teams have done a mom's trip. Uh, but, yeah, it's access is a little more limited just because of locker room area and things like that. So it's a little more difficult. And, you know, there's unfortunately not as much that, the moms can partake in, but I have seen teams do it, and I really think it's a great idea. I think that they should do one of each or even have a parent's trip to where both parents come with you, and, you know, your dad gets a little more access than mom, but they both get to experience the whole thing. So I think that uh, I think it's a first-class thing for all organizations to do it. I think it's awesome. I think that the players really look forward to it. And, look, I'll tell you what, as a young kid and – playing hockey all the way up and then even when I played junior hockey when my dad used to show up in the crowd I don't know what it is about your dad being there but you just you spike it up just a little bit more and so it's probably to the team's advantage to bring in the dads because all these players always want to do their best in front of dad they don't want to go back to the room and feel like the old days where dad's just shaking his head and wondering what the heck you're doing out there yeah you want to impress dad so uh, I imagine the records might be a little bit better with the dads there than when they're not. Well, worlds are colliding if both teams have their dads at the same game. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, all the game. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been talking about our good friends at the Innovated Companies and all their great companies they have underneath that umbrella. Uh, we saved the Innovated Construction portion for you. 
Um, and again, anything you need, residential, commercial, industrial, when you're going to build something, Randy and Stephanie Green are the two that you want right behind you. 35 years experience, second generation craftsman. His word is his bond. That's the kind of guy I want building something for me. Um, we've entrusted Doug Armstrong to build something here, and the trade rumors are flying. Uh, you piqued some interest on the show last week, bringing up Rick Nash's name, and now I see today that... Um, the Rangers have officially requested his, I guess he has a contract that requires a no-trade list. They have officially requested his list from him, so it looks like Mr. Nash is probably on the move. Um, I'm, I'm not going to ask you just about him. You know, you had mentioned, I, I know you really like Hoffman. You know that I love Tavares, no matter how many times you guys tell me it's not happening. Um, Kimby is still on the Pat Maroon bandwagon. He thinks he's the, a logical choice for this team. Um, what do you hear? Are you hearing anything, or do you have any gut feeling on anything? Well, you know, it's hard right now because, you know, when, when the Rangers do something like that, when they just release it, that they've asked him for his list of teams he'd go to, well, you got to think it's going to be like, I call it like a door crash or sale or like a Black Friday sale. Everybody goes looking right away. So every team in the, in the league is going to go knocking on the Rangers' door, and that's what they want. They want to get the biggest, best offer they can for Rick Nash. And so... As things funnel down towards a real trade possibility, you'll see you know, the number of teams dwindle a little bit, and you'll get a better idea as to who is really in, in the sweepstakes, I guess, for that player or a guy like Hoffman or even a guy like Maroon. Um, it, it will work itself out because their demands initially are going to be through the roof, uh, and why not? I mean, if we can try to hit a home run on every trade, I mean, I would be doing the same thing. So I think it's important for the Blues to be patient and hopefully Army has good relationships with some of these GMs because those guys, if they work together, they can usually say, hey, look, this is what so-and-so is offering me. Uh, you know, I know you're stuck on this. Is there any way to improve your offer? And at least gives the guy a chance to get in on the trade and make it worthwhile. Um, I don't think John Tavares is a possibility just because he himself – and the New York Islanders have both gone on record saying that he will not be traded. If he leaves the Islanders, it will be via free agency, but they're not going to trade him. In fact, they're looking to add pieces to that team as a sign of good faith for John Tavares to let him know that they're serious about competing in the future and they're not just you know, happy being middle of the pack every year. So I think if they put that commitment out there for John Tavares, he, he might be inclined to re-sign there, another big deal with them, and, and see if they can bring a championship back to Long Island. So I think he's I think he's out of the picture completely on the trade front. All right. Well, there goes my – you just burst my bubble. But let's uh, let's talk about a couple other bubbles uh, that are that are realistic. Now, I know you, you really like Hoffman. Um, Kimby really likes Maroon. Uh, I think, obviously, they're both different kinds of players. I'm going to throw you the curveball, though. You ready? Read an, inter- sure. read an interesting article that a um, lot, of, lot of people not happy with uh, Ryan Reeves in Pittsburgh. They just don't understand it. The five minutes or less a game, they just don't see it. Um, things haven't, you know, things really haven't worked out. Talking about him being on the trade block. Um, any int- would the Blues look to put the band back together, so to speak? Or is that something that there's no way Pittsburgh can go back and take so much less for him, basically, than just you know, take him for a little while, give him back to us, and we still walk away with that first-round pick. Yeah, I yeah, look at uh, – certainly uh, I think if if he became, you know, available on the trade block or that it was really something 
that was serious. Uh, you know, unfortunately, he's not going to bring back the value that he got from Pittsburgh. I mean, that was just an insane deal for the Penguins to make that trade. And then now, you know, maybe not playing him as much as they should. I know he was a rock star when he first went there. Things yeah. were going great. Um, so I don't know how that went south or if it's really truly going south or if it's just a rumor mill that started by people because they're trying to match up his minutes played with, you know, the fact that, well, he must not be happy. I'm really not sure. Uh, I guess you could go kicking the tires, but the problem is that we, as much as I like Ryan Reeves, we need a guy like Hoffman. We need a guy like Rick Nash. We need a guy like Patty Maroon, quite honestly, that, you know, we need those guys more than we need a Ryan Reeves. Um, you know, the, the Nashville Predators, uh, as much as they loved Cody McLeod, you know, they waived him and moved him on to the Rangers uh, because they just don't see a need for that one-dimensional guy who plays five, six minutes a game. So uh, it might be unpopular with my partner, Kimby, and it might be unpopular with some of our fans. And please know, I love Ryan Reeves, and I love the way he plays. But right now the Blues need to go in a different direction. They need to add some scoring if they're really, really serious about trying to contend this year. So uh, I'll put you on the spot. In a perfect world, who do you want? In a perfect world, I think there's a there's a real serious chance of Army making two trades. Oh. I think there's a real serious possibility of Mike Hoffman and Pat Maroon being St. Louis Blues. I oh. just uh, you know the asking price for Maroon is not that high, just because uh, they were going to lose him on the on the open market. And I just think that he's available for maybe a roster player and a third or fourth round pick, which is not a lot. And in some cases, the Oilers have indicated that they take a third round pick straight up for him. So, uh, you know, I think that that's doable. And then if you want to put together a package like we've talked about before for a guy like Hoffman uh, or even a Rick Nash, I just don't like that, you know, Nash is going to be a rental. I like the fact that Hoffman, even though he comes with a pretty good cap hit, I like the fact that he's not a rental, that he can be around for another year or two. So uh, I think that those are doable. I think that if the Blues want to get real aggressive here and, and make a splash and really go for it, I think that bringing in a guy like Patty Maroon and a guy like Mike Hoffman is completely possible if they're willing to part with some some assets that they have in, in drafted players, prospects, or draft picks. Uh, I, I think they can make it happen. Wow. Well, you you just excited a lot of Blues fans with the opportunity of, uh, of the thought of getting two players, especially guys that can fill two different roles on the team and, and, and help. I, you know, I would I would love that. I don't know, fellas, you got any thoughts before we lose Jamie here on Hoffman and Maroon possibly uh, providing a little bit of a spark for this team? No, I think, wow, you know, yeah. I, I would love that. So. Butter? No, I'm, I agree. You take them, huh? Oh, absolutely. You guys, if they got absolutely. any eligibility left, you guys would take them at McKendry tomorrow. Yeah, and then you know, absolutely with with uh, getting uh, oh maroon as cheap as what what uh, Jamie's talking about. Well, is that more because Jamie is a lot of that? I mean, well, there's a lot of guys that would be rentals to some degree, unless you maybe have some you know ideas of signing them in the off season. But I guess does maroon maroon skill set. That's is that the going rate probably for a guy that that you possibly would lose, and that's kind of his skill set. Yeah, you know he's he's not a fifty, sixty, seventy point guy, and you know he he hovers between 
you know, second and third line sometimes. Now he's had the ability. It's certainly, like, I think the world of him. And I think he's had the ability to play on first line. Heck, he's played with Connor McDavid, uh, you know, arguably one of the best players in the world, if not the best. So he has all that ability, but he's got that physical side to him too that, you know, we talk about, let's go back two seconds here and talk about Ryan Reeves. Uh, You know, a guy like Patty Maroon, in my opinion, brings way more value than Ryan Reeves because Patty Maroon is more than capable of handling himself against anybody in the National Hockey League. He's more than willing to be a part of anything physical that goes on, and he can still score you goals. He's a power play type player. Camps out in front of the net. He's got amazing hands, and he can finish. So, you know, the fact that he's going for so cheap is just an indication of where, unfortunately, where the Oilers are as an organization. They're trying to to move assets on because they're losing at the end of the season. So he comes cheap because he is unrestricted. And, you know, he's kind of had an up-and-down, all-around career at times where he just hasn't been a solid, you know, top-three goal scorer on his team. So, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what I think of him as a player, how much I like him, sometimes the market sets its, its own price. Well, I can tell you that uh, I'm in. If that's what we want to go with, I'm in. Um, Fellas, unless you got anything else for Mr. Rivers here, I'm going to let him roll back to some family. And he may be rolling back to him anyway. He might be hanging up on either one of you if he has the wrong question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any questions. That's um, that's exciting stuff to hear. I hope it uh, I hope it comes too. Yeah, I'm hoping. You know, there's all of our listeners always wonder when Jamie speaks, is this Jamie talking or is this little birdies that are telling him things and he's forming these opinions? I guess we'll just have to wait and see, huh? It's a little bit of both this time. Oh, 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 oh Twitter alert. Our we haven't had a Twitter alert in a while. He's become a field reporter. Yeah. yeah, a, a yeah. beat writer. Yeah, let me tell you something. I just, I just <laughs> happen to know, I'm like, uh, I'm like the guy in Shawshank Redemption, what, Red? You know, I've been known to get things from time to time for people. Oh, boy. I'm the guy that finds out things from time to time. Ooh, ooh. Man, see how he does. See how yeah. this guy does this stuff. It's I love it. It's pretty good. It is good stuff. Well, hey, Mr. Rivers, uh, we talked a little bit about SynergyHockeySkills.com and, of course, our, our your friends and ours, the Nelson family. Uh, anything going on at Synergy you want to tell us about before you get off of here? Uh, you know, the only thing right now that we really uh, discuss is that uh, camps, believe it or not, summer camps are starting to fill up already. It's uh, It's awesome, and it's just a sign of, you know how great hockey is and how healthy it is in st louis but yeah camps are filling up so if people are looking to get their players in of every level uh you know intermediate beginner or advanced players get on to synergyhockeyskills.com check out all the weeks that we have in different arenas and get them signed up because uh, it won't be long creating waiting lists already and then like i said that's exciting times well, it is exciting times. And, again, we thank you. We'll let you get out of here, get back to your family, enjoy your time, and I'll see you in studio on Thursday, my friend. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. That is Jamie Rivers. Uh, wow. That was, uh, that was a nice little uh, nice little nugget of information on a quick segment there. Yeah. I, did it, did it, uh, are you back in now? Well, I just want some guys that can are score. You ba- are you back in now? Uh, that gets me back in. Okay. Listen. He checked out. But listen. <laughs> a half hour ago. What have I said? We Listen. What have I been saying long? We're not physical, and we don't score enough. Yeah, if you get I both of I'd, those players. Knew I'd bring him back. Hey, if you get both of those players, does that answer some questions for you guys? Seriously, does it? Yeah. I mean, it does I, me. I like those two players. As George Costanza said, I'm back, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, you know who's back? Our friend and yours, live from Minner Arena, Dennis Minner. Let's go to Dennis now and see what he's got for us this week. I love how exciting this guy gets about everything. I mean, he takes this shit seriously, and I love the guy. Let's see what Dennis has got for us this week. Hey, thanks, guys. This is Dennis Minner, live in Minner Arena. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Minner Arena. And uh, I've got a lot to talk about, so I'm just going to jump right into it tonight. Hey, you know, I'm not going to rehash the whole lack of interference call made with Allen. I know the guys on the podcast have talked about it quite a bit. Uh, but I did want to talk about some inconsistencies, not just with the Blues, but I think it's with, uh, you know, it's with all NHL. And what we're seeing is players, coaches, and fans, I think we're all getting tired. Of it. I want to talk about another game. Just the other night, you had Red Wings versus Panthers that was decided in the last few seconds. Jeff Blaschel gets ejected. Mrazak was on the bench, and he was absolutely going furious. And it comes down to these games are being decided by inconsistencies by the referees on the ice. I think Zetterberg said it best as soon as the game was over in a press conference. He said, the inconsistency in this league right now, if it's the refs or if it's the guys in Toronto or if it's the suspensions or if it's the fines, it ha- it's, uh, it's hard for us as players to know what rules we are playing under. Right there from, uh, from Zetterberg, and uh, I'll just end up with that. Something's got to change. I want to briefly talk about Hutton and Allen. I know that's something else I know that's being rehashed over and over and over. And I want to tell you, I thought Allen was absolutely incredible the other night against Boston. Uh, it was an incredible game. I think he shot, uh, he shot what, 43 or 45 uh, shots. But here's a fact. We lost, all right? Plain and simple, we're in an extremely, extremely tight race. So I'm going to quote Lou Corick. He said, Carter Hutton has passed four starts, 4-0-0. He stopped 121 of 123 shots. He has a .50 game average, all right, against. His save percentage these last four is at .984, and he's got two shutouts. I get it, all right? Twitter is just going back and forth. Uh, everyone acts like you have to like one and, and hate the other. Um, uh, the biggest thing I keep saying is everyone keeps saying Hutz is a career backup. Well, maybe he's not. Maybe that's how his career has been, but maybe some direction is actually changing. This is not anti-Allen, all right? I absolutely love Jake Allen. I love uh, what he's done for the team. Uh, I do have a few issues with Jake Allen, um, but this isn't an anti-Jake Allen statement. Carter Hutton needs to be our number one guy until he proves otherwise. Uh, he, he's, he's it. He should be number one. But holy cow, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm barely awake. Uh, tonight was a Super Bowl. Uh, it is the first football game, honest to God, first football game I've watched since the last Super Bowl. And, and don't get me wrong, um, it was a high-scoring game, uh, exciting at times, uh, and it went down to the wire with that Hail Mary pass. But it was three hours and 50 minutes, all right? Three hours and 50 minutes that I stuffed my face with pork nachos uh, and guacamole and beer. Um, I feel bloated. I ate too much. Um, So let's break this down. There's only one hour of actual play time, all right? There's only 60 minutes, 15 minutes, four quarters, and there's only about 11 minutes of action. So I spent almost four hours 
for 11 minutes of gameplay. Now, I, I'm not going to say, you know, don't like NFL and only like NHL, but let me tell you why me and a lot of fans uh, do prefer the NHL. Typically, a hockey game lasts, what, two and a half hours, 60 minutes of play time, and we get 60 minutes of nonstop action. So I went to Twitter and asked, let me know why you like hockey more than football, and I'm going to read a few. Jeremy Moore uh, Boyer, our actual Oregon player for the Blues, in hockey, you don't have to wait 30 seconds just to watch a three-second play, then do it again. Hockey players don't do look-at-me sellies after every play they are paid to make. Uh, another one uh, here at uh, St. Louis Sports said, hockey actually has a flow to it. There's no starting and stopping. Plus, whenever there's a big play in hockey, we don't find ourselves looking for a penalty flag. Uh, Blues are 32-19-3. Matt, hockey has a lot less drama. Hockey's so much more skilled. Everyone feels magnified in a hockey game. Presentation is better, and fans are even closer to the game. Uh, Leah CK91, same thing she talked about because hockey is just amazing. There's 60 minutes of actual gameplay uh, instead of 10. Uh, uh, at Tater01, I love this. Players have to play offense and defense. I tell you what, hockey is all about athleticism. It's not just about being big. Uh, one last one I want to read here was from Richard Coleman. He said, anyone can run or throw their basic skills. Ice skating at near 30 mile an hour and stick handling, vulcanized rubber takes talent and a skill set very few people are able to do at such a high level. So with that, I'm glad the NFL season is over. If you're an NFL fan, hey, congrats. Give it a few more months and they'll be back in action. But for right now, I'm all about watching 60 minutes of nonstop action in hockey. So check me out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Arena. And with that, let's go Blues. Great stuff, as always, from Dennis. And again, I, you know, I love the fact that he takes this serious and he gets the, the listeners involved and, and takes what, what they're thinking and adds it into his segment. He does a great job. And again, if you've never checked out Mentor Arena, what an unbelievable man cave. And it was just highlighted on the news not too long ago. Yeah, that's cool. He's got some cool stuff going on. Um, you know, the other guy that I appreciate so much that always has cool stuff going on as well is our friend and yours, Bradley, as he brings you the St. Louis game time rag each and every home game that you can find out in front of Scott Trade Center, or you can simply subscribe and have it uh, in your inbox on game day. Read it at your leisure, as Gary Henson will tell you. You got to you got to have it with you at the game or he feels naked anymore. And the last thing we want at any home games is a naked Gary in the stand. So make sure you get your St. Louis Game Time report. Let's hear what Brad has for us this week. Hi, this is Brad with the St. Louis Game Time segment of the podcast. Thanks for listening. In case you're new to the segment, I'm uh, Bradley with St. Louis Game Time. We do the paper, the fan run paper that we sell outside every Blues home game. Our website, stlouisgametime.com, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. So I'm recording this Monday, about midday, uh, the day after the Super Bowl. Go Eagles. Um, screw the Patriots. Anyway, uh, interesting time for the Blues here. Uh, the quick road trip out east to Boston and Buffalo. The dad's trip, and now they're home uh, for some games. A couple road games mixed in. Five of their next six games are against the Central Division, so it's an important time on the schedule. It's a hard part of the schedule. They've got a lot of teams in playoff position coming up soon and uh, or teams that are, are wanting to be in playoff position that they're going to have to really outwork. 
Uh, let's talk a little bit about the the trip. You know, Jake Allen got the start on Thursday at Boston. There was the incredibly bad goalie interference call that I know Jamie Rivers vented about on Friday. Uh, it, I, I thought it was funny. We put a, a poll on Twitter on Sunday during the Super Bowl when they were trying to figure out what's a catch in the NFL. I said, well, what's more, what's more confusing? What's a catch or what's goalie interference? And I, I put a poll up and we had wow, three or 400 people respond very quickly. And uh, I put a third option that said both. And the third option went, it, I think it had like 65, 70% of the votes. So, uh, how hard is it to figure out, hey, these guys are colliding with the goalie and then blocking his route back to the goal. That's not interference? What the hell? Then on Saturday, and I, I think some people hoped that Jake Allen would get a start again so that he could prove that you know he played really well against Boston, made a lot of saves, kept him in that game, the offense let him down, that maybe against Buffalo he might get back-to-back starts. Well, he's not the starter right now. At least he's not seeing starter time. So... Carter Hutton is, and so Carter Hutton got the start on Saturday. I would expect he gets the start on Tuesday. I mean, that's just how it's going. Here's, here's what I noticed on Saturday. Carter Hutton is a bulldog in that right now. He is willing this team to some of these victories. one nothing win over Buffalo. That third period was hectic. There was a ton of traffic. There were a lot of, a lot of shots. You know, a lot of missed opportunities for Buffalo. They put the puck wide. There was the one save on the right post where he kind of kicked the pad out in desperation because they, they worked the puck around to the back door, and back door was wide open, and Carter Hutton just kind of kicked it close at the last second. Sure, that's kind of lucky. Lucky they missed some open chances. They shot the puck wide. I get that. But as in terms of the job Carter Hutton did, you could tell how he was scrambling. He wanted that puck. He was, he was tenacious. He didn't want to give up a goal. And I'm not saying that J- Jake Allen is any different. I mean, obviously, any goalie goes in there wanting to pitch a shutout. But if you look at the compete level and how tenacious the goaltenders are, Hutton is working his butt off. I think he knows that he is not as talented as Jake Allen. He's come to that conclusion in his in his early 30s that, you know what, he's he's been considered a career backup, and there's a lot of people in this town who are saying, you know, Carter Hutton's going to be overexposed, and he's going to be shown as the backup goalie that he is. And I'm here to tell you, Saturday night, he was working his butt off to fight every single conclusion about him and his skill level and okay fine he can't make the acrobatic save that's fine he's going to be strong positionally he is going to fight for position he's going to look through traffic he is going to work his butt off and make you make the other team beat him jake allen isn't doing that i mean yeah he's making some spectacular saves he's keeping them in it but you know what is in terms of creating that sense of urgency creating that stability in the net He's not doing it. You know, a lot of fans say, oh, it's the Blues' fault. The players in front of him, the skaters in front of him, the defenders, the forwards not getting back, the defenders not covering shots. Yeah, okay, fine. But you know what? There is a sense of urgency, a sense of responsibility that emanates out from the goaltender. And when he exposed, you know, plays with that kind of that attitude, the other guys feed off of it. And if he doesn't, well, then they can't feed off of it. Maybe they don't play with the same kind of defensive attitude. What I'm telling you is when Carter Hutton is out there, he doesn't think he's going to let the other team score. And the guys around him feed off that. And all of a sudden they think, you know what? We're not going to let the other team score either. 
And they play that way. And they can eke out a one nothing win against a team that's not in the playoff position right now in the Eastern Conference. A Saturday Saturday night game that on the road and you know the, the dads are there and they want to play hard in front of the dads. Yeah, I get that. But there's lots of distractions, dinner and maybe a few drinks on Friday night and eating some chicken wings and you know the whole thing. They tuned it out and the goalie led them to a win. The goalie led them to a win, and it was Carter Hutton. I mean, yeah, they need to score more goals. They need to be better offensive. They need to be better on the power play. Yes, 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 all that. But, man, the confidence that the goaltender, who's Carter Hutton, number 40, the, the confidence that number 40 is instilling in his, in his team is tangible, and it's just not happening when Jake Allen's out there. I get it. He has the contract. He has the pedigree. He's been. He was named the starter before there was any, any competition before last season. And Carter Hutton has taken it away and is keeping it away from Jake Allen. And you know what? I I hope he plays with it. You know that means things are going well for the Blues. But you have to respect a guy working his ass off night in and night out and making the best of this opportunity. Yeah, he's he's scheduled to be a, an unrestricted free agent after this summer. There might be a team who's watching tape saying, you know what? We could maybe have him in net and mentor a younger guy coming up. He could be our starter for a year or two and be kind of a stopgap. And we could pay him like a stopgap starter, kind of like a Brian Elliott. He could make two, three million dollars a year next year for a couple years. Or, you know what? He could hold on to this job and they have a really tough decision to make at the end of the summer. So, uh, coming up, there's Minnesota on Tuesday. I know Colorado is back in town. Those are going to be tough games. They have a quick turnaround back-to-back games Friday night, Thursday and Friday. They're on the road at Winnipeg. And then Sunday morning, 11, say 11.15-ish against Pittsburgh. Why are we starting a game before noon? Okay, you want a game on NBC? Fine. Start the game at 12 or 12.30, man. 11 o'clock start central time. That sucks. And I'm not even just saying it in terms of a guy who puts out a paper that we sell outside every home game. That we're going to have to have vendors out at like 9 or 9.30 in the morning. As a fan, I don't want to have to get to the arena at 10.30 in the morning. I I, I like to sleep in, have have some breakfast. No, we got we to gotta start at 11. That sucks. That sucks. And you know what? Is it really that big a deal playing on NBC? Does that mean Pierre Maguire gets to show up? Eddie Olchek gets to talk about the other team? I mean... I don't know. I don't really care anymore what channel it's on. I don't care what what kind of exposure it is. The Blues are going to do what the Blues are going to do and just take it from there. So uh, I thank you for listening. Like I said, I'm Bradley with St. Louis Game Time. We're the paper that is published outside every home game. A now 23-year tradition. The end of January was 23 years. Uh, Basically, every game at Scott Trade Center, I'm sorry, Savas Center, I'm sorry, Keel Center, there's been a, a fan on paper, and, and we're continuing that tradition. So look, look for us outside the garage driveway, the 14th Street doors, and the northeast corner of 14th and Clark. Uh, busy week. A lot to talk about in this segment next week. So it's time for t- to sink or swim for the Blues. This schedule is getting tougher. Uh, they've played a lot of games. So they get a little bit of time off here and there, but the, the competition, the level of competition is getting ramped up. They're playing a lot of division games, and... Uh, if they're going to make a legit run, it, it starts now. you got to fight for playoff position. Every point in the standings is important right now. And uh, it's going to be harder to come by for the next couple weeks, so we'll see how they do. Uh, come back next week, and maybe I'll have 
fun stuff to talk about, or maybe I'll be bitching about uh, some dumb mistakes. You never know. I appreciate you listening, and back to you guys. As usual, tremendous stuff from Bradley and all the gang over at St. Louis Game Time. It's a it's a must-have, and I really do appreciate them, and uh, just like I appreciate the uh, all the segments, and especially the ones that we had for today's show. Um, had a great show today. Again, special thanks to Angela Sharp as she uh, joins us each week. Jamie Rivers for hitting us up uh, for just a little bit of time on this Monday, and of course for my Two, uh, two buddies joining me in studio from the McKendree Bearcat hockey team. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, again, please check out our, our sponsors and the, and the people that help make the show go. As we've mentioned each and every week, of course, the Innovated Companies, that umbrella that houses Innovated Construction, Innovated Heating and Electric, and, of course, um, uh, or I'm sorry, Innovated Heating and Cooling and then Innovated Electric. Everything you need under one roof. You guys uh, have met Randy and Stephanie Green through the show, as I've told you numerous times. He's got 35 years' experience. He's a second-generation craftsman. That's where he's learned how valuable and, and how important his word is. If the guy says he's going to do something, he does it. And that's what you want. Uh, fully bonded, licensed, and insured, and they can take care of everything you need from start to finish, anything that has to do with your with your needs, especially with the construction. They love to sit and plan the whole thing with you from the beginning. They can save you so much time, energy, and effort by simply getting them involved from the get-go. Make sure you check out InnovativeCompanies.com. Uh, again, SynergyHockeySkills.com and the Nelson family, NelsonLandServices.com. Give them an opportunity as well for your business, the local uh, landscaping company that's moving up here into St. Louis from the Ozark area. We thank uh, Steph and Scott Nelson, tremendous people. Uh, Synergy Hockey Skills as well. With uh, You guys just heard from Jamie Rivers what he's got going on. Couldn't do it without them. And, of course, my good friend Tommy Brown over here is with it being tax season. And, Tommy, one more time on your new website. What's it going to be? TommyBrown-EA.com. All right. He's your guy. I know uh, I know uh, you want to stay out of hot water and you want to do things the right way while making your money work for you. He's your guy. Make sure you give him an opportunity for your business. For all of us here at Blues NHL Podcast, I want to say thank you for, for all your uh, help uh, spreading the show. Let's, uh, let's one last time hit our social media followers uh, and, and encourage them to check out the people that help us grow, especially on Facebook, Art City Sports, our friend and yours, McLight, St. Louis Blues Hockey Memes, St. Louis Blues Fans Unite, and, of course, everything STL Sports. Couldn't do it without uh, all the stuff that goes on there. For everybody involved in today's show, I'm your off-ice official, Jim Cromer. I leave you with a Let's Go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.